Align Your Practice podcast with Dr. Cliff Fisher, where your best practice and life awaits you. Are you tired of running a practice on your own? We want to come alongside you with experts to help you create your dream practice and your dream life. Here is your host. All right, tribe. Welcome back. Welcome to Align Your Practice with Dr. Cliff and Dr. Joe, brought to you by Align Life, where we want to give you the tools to find and create your aligned life. This is such a crucial topic for me. And Joe, I know it's built our businesses. And so I would love to dive into it. So last time we left off with, are you a genius or genius maker? And this time we're going to talk about like, what does that mean? And how can we be the positive? Because you and I were just talking like, we both have very little gray area. We're either awesome or we suck. And so, or I'll speak for myself. I'm either awesome or I suck. So, And when you say, uh, we got to... Get rid of the word suck, but are you a diminisher? <laughs> All right. Am I, yeah. Yeah. Are you a real big multiplier or a big diminisher? Um, because what the title today of what we're going to be walking through is, are you diminishing your ability to build the business of your dreams? And, and basically what we know is that uh, competition is not just with our, our um, gaining market share, if, you're, if you own a company and you're trying to gain market share nationally or in the world, or you're a chiropractor grabbing market share of your local community, what you're trying to do is grab more market share. And a lot of people think it's just uh, the more creative one or the one that has more money. But it's really the utilization of um, human capital or your team. <laughs> I have to use that phrase. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Cliff and I were joking about that phrase because it's a common phrase, but it sounds kind of weird, human capital. <laughs> but yeah. it's really the capital, the the essence, the value of a team, that we're a group and we all have capital, we have value. So it's, uh, it's interesting. The utilization of a team in the right way is even bigger than a great idea. It's even bigger than a bigger budget. So the, the unification, the synergistic energy and performance of a team is how you're going to grab market share in your community, serve more families, and make more profit. So uh, we're going to break this down a little bit. So the concept of being a multiplier is your ability to multiply the impact and the productivity of your team. That's basically what we're talking about. Or are you a diminisher? Do you diminish the intelligence, the productivity, um, the outcome of your team? That's That's the discussion at hand. So I'm going to take this for a few moments and uh, and walk through some thoughts here. So most people, they feel their, um, their team is overworked. The best teammates are the most maxed out. And in order to do more, they have to have more people. Well, that calculation doesn't work well if you're trying to increase your profit of your business. If you want to do more and you just need more people, it doesn't fatten the bottom line. So what we want to do is multiply the impact of our current team to gain their intelligence, their wisdom, their, their productivity in order to fatten profitability of the business as well. So some of the mindsets here is that the idea of a multiplier, someone who multiplies productivity, is we do believe people are, uh, feel overworked, but we also believe they're underutilized. So mm. that's the catch. That's the that's the <laughs> gap that we can fill is saying, no, no, they are they do feel overwhelmed, overworked. They do feel that, but yep. they're underutilized. Uh and the the diminisher just thinks people inherently aren't smart and 
you have to be smart to be the business owner. So we have to use our intelligence in order to drive this business and push those other people. And the multiplier says inherently people are smart. And if we use the collective intelligence of the group, we can actually be smarter as a group than I could ever be the smartest person in the room, even if I have more degrees and more experience, even though the team collectively smarter than any individual, um, unless we diminish the team. So that's the concept. So I'll say one more concept here, Cliff, that we brought up before, and then we can help break this down a little. So the question would be, just to help you gain context here, how would you manage talent, people coming into your organization? A diminisher would say, well, they'll never figure this out without me. Mm. A multiplier would say, people are smart and they'll figure this out. Now, how would you approach mistakes that your team would make? A diminisher would say, well, they'll never figure this out without me. They would blame. A multiplier yep. will say, people are smart and they will figure this out. The multiplier will explore. How would you set direction for your team? A diminisher will say, they'll never figure it out without me. So they'll tell them what to do. A multiplier yep. will think people are smart, we'll figure it out. They'll challenge the team versus tell the team. How would you make decisions? A diminisher would say, they will never figure this out without me. Same concept. So they'll decide. When they're going to make decisions, the diminisher will make the decision. Multiplier, people are smart, we'll figure it out. They will consult them. Okay, so you see the, the mindset differently. The one I said earlier about how they approach mistakes, the diminisher blames, the multiplier explores. I, I didn't give that clarity on the first one I brought up. Yeah. Uh, the last one, how would you get things done? The diminisher with the mindset of, they will never figure this out without me. That's the common thread, right? Right. They will control. Yep. You need to get things done. A multiplier with the mindset of, people are smart and will figure this out. They will support. So multiplier will de-hassle a staff member so they can get the job done, help them by de-hassling them. So we call them direct supports, not direct reports. So <laughs> we directly support them and de-hassle them. What can I do? More budget, more training, uh, help get things out of your way. What can I do to let you do what you need to do? Versus a diminisher will say, this is how you should do it. This is why you should do it. Do it my way. You're doing it wrong and, and take over the brain power. And then you, you don't utilize the neocortex and the, 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 the impact that can be made in their brain because you're not allowing that to happen. So that kind of hopefully, guys, gives you a good overview of the mindset of a diminisher versus multiplier. Cliff, what are your thoughts around it? The thought I wrote down was like, it reminds me of this thing my wife and I talk about. I'm like, I tell, my, I tell Joy, I'm like, Joy, you can tell me what to do or how to do it, but not both. <laughs> so, That's good. So, I like that. I think she's, you know, I totally feel like she's a multiplier. Like she is super talented and as far as helping inspire me to do things that she would like to be done. And so. That's good. And the exciting part for me in this is we're both, you and I and everyone on this podcast listening, is both a multiplier and a diminisher. Right. In different scenarios, different emotions, different groups. That, and you'll feel it once we go through, which we're getting, we're getting the weeds right now in a moment. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna feel it. And you're gonna be like, oh, that's that's so me. I do that. And once <laughs> you have self awareness around this, as well as all the other things that we teach, once you have self awareness, then it's your choice. 
do you want to execute a new behavior or not? We can't make that choice for you. Once you have self-awareness, you have the ability to say, uh, that behavior no longer serves me. Being a tyrant no longer serves me. And you can say that affirmation, the behavior of being a tyrant no longer serves me or my organization. Use that as an affirmation, and that'll break the synaptic move from emotion, the amygdala in the brain going to the neocortex and saying, uh, emotion, behavior. What you got to do is break that. So when you have that feeling, and this works even with your, your intimate relationship, your relationship with your children, when they, they, they just drive you up a wall and you're ready to behave with an action, you can break that synaptic uh, response, which starts with an emotional uh, response and then it turns into a behavior. You break the emotional move and the behavior usually can be broken a lot quicker. So um, for me, I realize uh, and I know we'll go over our personal journeys in another podcast, but overall, I realize that fear and paranoia drives me to a diminisher um, action, a behavior style. I think I'm yeah. a multiplier by nature, but about 20% of the time I get into a fear-based management style and I drive hardcore into diminishing, thinking I'm helping the people and myself. <laughs> right. I mean, really, that's that's my yeah. awareness of the whole thing. Uh yeah, I think that's so true for so many people. And so what we're about to go into is like the yin and the yang. So here's one act, one behavior, and then here's another behavior, and there'll be a yin and a yang. And so this would be the time. If you guys don't want to change your behaviors, then I would just stop now, skip to the next group of podcasts, don't listen to these. <laughs> multiplier one. Once you learn this stuff, you can never unlearn it. Once you hear it, you can't say, oh, I'll just go back to the old way. Once we stretch that mind, we can't go back to how it was. So... This is a big, like, this is big and really enlightening. And I've done a lot of leadership work. And this has been a really challenging book for me. I, I agree. It, it probably created the most self-awareness for me. I, I explained to you earlier that um, there were two times last week where I was, uh, again, my amygdala kicked emotional response. <laughs> and I was ready to take a diminisher's action. But it was so clear, like red flag siren saying, this is a diminisher action as you type this email or as you make that phone call. You are doing a diminisher action, like you said. I couldn't unlearn it. Yeah. <laughs> so I basically flipped the way I dialogued. I changed like night and day on that behavior because it was such a self-awareness more than any other time with other leadership lessons I've learned, which was really beautiful. It was really uh, uh, awesome to feel. Yeah. It's nice to be empowered, right? We don't have to be our habits. We can change. It just takes discipline. Yes. So we talked about this last time, but I just want to touch base on it again. So genius makers. So there's five habits or disciplines. So they are talent magnets. They're okay. Let's liberating. stop at each one just for a second. What that is like, just okay. give them a touch on that. What is that? So a talent magnet is just, they're going to attract people into their lives that do great work. Great. And then liberators, so liberators are going to give people freedom to kind of explore and, and bring value to the company. And then the next one is a challenger, and a challenger is going to challenge that person's idea to help them create a stretch goal versus, like, just do it this way. That would be the space. And then one of my favorites is the debate maker, where the debate maker will actually create a debate about what we should do and then sometimes reverse it. And then the last one is an investor. And that investor, just like an investor in real estate or property, is going to invest in that human capital or that human to become a greater version of who they are. Nice. That's great. Great explanation. 
And so, and then the opposites of those are empire builders. So empire builders are going to be really more about themselves. They're going to take the lion's share of everything. And it's more about them. The tyrant is just going to be do it. My just, they're just going to come over the top of it and own it. Know-it-alls don't give other people the genius to be able to really share their genius. They just more of telling and that's followed right up by the decision maker who just, they don't allow for debates. They just, they make the decision. So it's all about their vision, not our vision. And then micromanagers, micromanagers are the ones who are going to kind of, they're going to come in and be like over your shoulder. Like I was a micromanager for the first bit of my career. We literally had to put a piece of tape um, where I couldn't go past on the front desk. Cause I was always looking over the, is that scheduled? Is that scheduled? Right. Did you schedule them? Like it was so bad. My like, you're not allowed back here. <laughs> So that was <laughs> my great. micromanagement. So those last four or five are diminishing traits. If you're an empire builder, a tyrant, a know-it-all, decision-maker, micromanager, those are diminisher traits, while the first five, talent magnets, liberators, challengers, debate makers, and investors are uh, what we would call multiplier uh, traits. So let's, let's go over uh, the first one. All right. So let's dive in. So... The yin and the yang. So you have the talent magnets. So they they hire talented people. And the cool thing about them is they're going to use and develop them fully and help them succeed and also help them be better. They help people thrive. And then people really want to work for a talent magnet. That was That's kind of the one of the big things that I took away from it was like people are seeking to work for that company, for that person, for that organization. And so they inspire that space. Yeah, so I think um, a talent magnet is truly is magnetic in attracting talent. They don't they don't need as much recruiting. The people who work there are telling their A player friends, "Oh my God, I have autonomy to do these things. We have such killer uh, get-togethers with the team. Everyone's on their own building and and creating, and then we synergize amongst." the different apartments and we're able to create amazing creative outcomes to the company. We're growing at three X a year. Bonuses are huge. I love working there. You know, that type of feel is magnetic and it draws yeah. other people from other chiropractic offices, other managers, other CAs, other, because the, the energy of that office is that magnetic and the empire builder. When you think empire building, it's a person is building the empire. It's that, it's the egocentric, and it's not a bad person. It's just somewhat, um, you know, they're not expansive in their consciousness. They're so locked into themselves because maybe fear, maybe yeah. uh, not knowing that empowering a team is the way to go. Maybe they don't have the skill sets. These aren't like bad humans. But a talent uh, empire builder uh, hires talented people as well, but they underutilize them. Because of their big voice, their big ego, their big control mechanisms. Uh, they hoard resources for their own gain. They're a the type of person that they use the word I a lot. I did, mm. I did. And they'll be with the team at a lunch with a client. And I did, I did. And the whole team feels totally invalidated. Because the, the empire building is thinking it's about themselves. Talents are stunted. Results will suffer. So your results will go down. And it's a cycle of decline. You need more money, more budget, more spend, more, more, more in order to keep that mindset of an empire builder going uh, to keep it uh, growing. Yeah, that's a great explanation. And so 
and just like Joe's saying, these aren't people aren't good or bad. It's just the responses or the actions or how you want your businesses to grow. Like one of the other things, the empires, they're going to be more concerned about their department. They're going to take care of their department. They're going to want their department to grow, not the whole organization. And that's where the talent magnet, it's like, how do we get the utilization of the whole organization? Yeah. An example was where there was too much overlap in two different departments. One of the talent magnets said, let's just combine our departments. I'll work for you. Yeah. I'll just work under you because they're like, really? Yeah. And we'll grow together better because we're using the same resource and we could be better together. It's like, really? And they both did better together versus having two separate different departments. That kind of move is a talent magnet move. So let's go through some mindsets of like, first, if you're listening to this podcast, do you see times when you're acting more of an empire builder? where it's about yourself, you use the I too much, you control too much meetings, you you feel like that you hire someone's highly talented and you're not getting much as much out of them as you thought. Like, is that you? Or do you have traits of being a talent magnet where people are thriving, where they're referring, they're attracting other people? Like, do you feel like they're fully developed and you're getting a great uh, return from the efforts of your team? Like, like give yourself a rating on where you're at. Now you may be 80% a, a talent magnet and 20% an empire builder, or you may be like, no, I'm an empire building completely. And God, I didn't know that was bad. I didn't know that right. was not bad. I didn't know there's more potential for me and my leadership without so much hard work. Empire build is a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's, it's hard, you know? So Joe, what are some of like four practices of like talent magnets? So first practice is you look for talent everywhere. You value all types of talent. Um, ignore like boundaries in talent search. So you're looking for a CA. You see the barista at Starbucks who smiles. She knows your drink because you go there every morning. She makes you laugh. Like you look forward. You forget the coffee. Her energy is so awesome. It makes you smile in the morning and say, she's always upbeat. I just love the energy. That's that's talent right there, right? Yeah. Uh, someone on the uh, customer service call, when you're mad and they got you in a better state of mind, you got to be thinking about people everywhere you go. There's talent everywhere. So that's the first one. Um, the second one, we unlock people's native abilities. Um, this is something I, I feel pretty good at doing is finding people's genius and and showcasing it and helping them flourish inside of their own genius identify what people are uh, do easily and freely that's their genius it's like the person that just offers to create the spreadsheet for another department not for money not because yeah. they want to help you because they love creating spreadsheets and if they could do it on sunday morning they would love to make an extra one um, yep. that's their genius is creating spreadsheets if it was whatever else the genius is you don't really have to ask them. They do it freely because they want to do it. <laughs> it's their yep. nature. Um, label the ability uh, so you can make it obvious. Like Cliff is a developer. Uh, uh, he helps people raise their consciousness. He helps people create self-awareness and he helps them see their genius. That's who I know, uh, you know, uh, who Cliff is inside. So if I need help with someone and say, Cliff, I'm struggling here. Cliff will jump in both feet, both hands, ready to go. And he will serve that because it's his genius, right? So with me, I'm a big envision. If someone's struggling in vision, someone says, hey, will you help them? I would spend all morning 
trying to help a person get clarity around what they're trying to accomplish because I love creating, uh, you know, clarity around people's vision. So um, that's the, the second one. Um, utilize people to the fullest would be another practice of a talent magnet. Um, connect people with the right opportunities, right? The right seat on the bus, doing the right yep. job. Uh, and shine a spotlight so others can see them in action. That's where you showcase people at an office meeting. Hey, you know what I saw? I saw Michelle uh, honoring our, our number one core value with a patient yesterday. It was just masterful. She said, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Michelle. I'll give her a high five. That's showcasing value to the team. And the last one is you're moving blockers to others' growth and success. And that's where you dehassle the team. That's where you're the direct support of your teammate, not just the direct report. Um, so get out of the way of people. And if you follow the PDP work that we, we've done and talked about, when you're a dominant personality, it's hard to get out of people's way because yeah. you want to get in their way to help them. So that's going to be hard for you. Low dominant will be easier for you to do that. And remove prima donnas, those know-it-alls from your team that are kind of sabotaging your team, the biggest mouth, the biggest person with the who claims they have the most intelligence, and you start feeling dependent on that human, that will ruin a team. So be real careful with that. Uh, so, um, Cliff, what about becoming like a multiplier, using those four practices uh, overall, just becoming a multiplier around that? Yeah. So I think for me, it's really naming the genius. So calling it out, like recognizing that. I think like as a CEO of a company or as a doctor, as a leader, to be able to call that out, like you're the coach on the sideline and you're a player on the field, but you're that coach and you're like, okay, this is your genius. And then helping people find that and putting them in the right position so they can succeed. Yeah. So I like, I think in the scorecards we had a, uh, uh, I believe either we're going to or we did put in the genius on on a scorecard. I think that's a smart thing is so that when you're doing your monthly meetups, it's like, here's the natest genius. And, and we state it um, uh, not to go on too much of a tangent, but, uh, you know, Cliff, some of your genius that you do with teams outside chiropractic and inside of chiropractic is helping people find their genius and, and understand their strengths and be able to like quantify it, like literally note it down there. So I think that's great. Yeah. And I, they're also going to upsize their role. So they're going to give them more responsibility. And then they're also going to be, I feel like that overbeliever. So they're going to have that belief. They're going to see more in them than they see in themselves. Yeah. So stretching that, Stretching capacity because you believe in that person and that helps them believe in themselves versus the yep. opposite, cutting them off, shutting them down, taking control, right? It's really yeah. the opposite is stretching them a little and saying, hey, I know you can do this, Cliff. And you're like, me? Really? You think I can do that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That opens up the synapses in the brain of like, really? Okay, maybe I can. Yep. And, you know, to be true and authentic, don't ever, you know, put somebody out there where they would, you know, fall on face. Drop. Yeah, like, you know, like hold them, hold their hand, come alongside of them in that space, I think is super critical. And then I think the hardest one for like the, in that space is to let go, let superstars go. So like people who are really killing it, like we had a space, like stay with us as long as we're adding value to your life and your being. And then if something better comes along, we want you to take that next opportunity. And so that's the, I think the hard part sometimes when you have an A player and you're like, 
oh, you need to go to the next level, but you're like, oh, I want to hold on, I want to hold on. But the multiplier is going to say flourish, and then somebody will come in and fill backfill that in. So that I agree. Is- so if you're listening to podcasts, we gave you some ideas, uh, like look for talent everywhere, unlock people's native abilities, find out what is that native skill. Now their job detail, maybe their job detail, like the uh, f- check-in, front desk, CA check-in, uh, check and CA may be their job detail, but their genius may be their ability to uh, empathy is so high. So we have an upset patient that got adjusted and it was a different doctor and they were upset. That empathetic person may be the one you call on, even though they're running the front desk, that's their native genius. Or it could be your your tech CA in the back that is better skilled. So although you have your own job details, knowing the true native genius of uh, someone's a, a astute problem solver and they just they're really good at strategy and they may be the tech CA. Well, you may be right. dealing with something. The doctor is dealing with something. You need another voice. Grab the tech CA. So uh, sometimes they'll overlap in grabbing people to help the team solve its own innate problems by knowing the genius in the room. And, and you'll see so much. What I like about that, Cliff, is when I see one department solve another department's problems in a line life, having uh, the marketing team uh, assist the sales team and say, you know what, here's what I learned is a better way of doing it. Without me involved, they're learning and growing together and respecting each other and becoming more unified. I've noticed that more over the last couple of years in our organization uh, yeah. by allowing that to happen. Do you see that too? Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. And they're usually better solutions than I would have come up with because I'm not in either one of those departments. I don't have any, like, understanding of what they're doing and so then i usually just mess it up and slow it down (laughs) yeah so you want to think about where are you an empire builder in your business and what changes can you make to become more of a multiplier uh that's kind of where we're at uh and hopefully you're able to have some self-awareness uh in that uh, first exercise and have some notes of things that you can do awesome so next time we'll keep diving into these different um, multiplying dis- multiplier disciplines and diminisher disciplines and how do we become more of a multiplier for our businesses to grow so we don't diminish our company, diminish our profits, diminish our people, diminish ourselves. Awesome. All right. All right, you guys have a great week. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much. All right. Later, Joe. Thank you. Bye-bye. For opportunities to build your dream practice, presented by Dr. Fisher, reach out to Align Life Centers for Natural Health at AlignLifeOpportunity.com.